Hello, and welcome to another episode of Screen Bites, our thought leader series where we learn from industry experts about the latest trends and challenges from across the conversion TV space. I'm your host, Michael Beach. This week, I'm joined by Luke Callis, the Vice President of U.S. Advertiser Solutions for Snap. Snap just posted monster earnings to close out 2020, and Luke and I cover a wide range of topics, including augmented reality and the future of shoppable video ads. Enjoy. All right. Well, Luke, well, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Excellent. Well, let's start with an icebreaker uh, that we ask each of our guests. Um, you know, what was your first job and what lessons did you take away from that that applied to your career? It's, it's interesting. I didn't realize what a, a metaphor it was until uh, you asked it. I was a gardener and landscaper in Pleasanton, California for some of my neighbors. And when I look back on it, uh, there's, there's a lot of startup in the job. You, you get there, you assess the situation, you have to plant uh, a lot of flowers and you have to organize your vision. Uh, and then you come in and you check on it and some of it's going just how you want it to go. And then you got to take out some of the weeds and then you replant. And then by the end, you know, you, you have this, this, this hopefully, you know, beautiful front yard or garden that uh, is accentuates the home. And so to me, that was really reminiscent of uh, how a startup is built in the maturation to building a durable business is inevitably you become public and, and sort of evolve. So uh, th- that's, that was my first gig. Well, that's interesting. As someone who grew up in Ohio, I, I'm assuming you're able to do that year round and you weren't shoveling much snow. No, uh, no, no snow in Pleasanton. Uh, s- gladly uh, circumvented that. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, great. Well, how'd you get your start in the media space? My first job was uh, in New York, actually at salon.com. And uh, it was extremely rewarding because at that point, obviously you're just excited to get any gig. But uh, what was most exciting to me was what it stood for. Uh, They were trying to create one of the first digital independent newspapers. And I really loved the mission statement. And I started out as an account manager and then quickly within the first year sort of moved into sales and uh, really enjoyed the, the offering and the content that was coming out of it. And it was also really inspiring because at the time, the, the, the writer's pit and the staff was Ariana Huffington and Jake Tapper and a bunch of visionaries that have gone on to do incredible things. And just being around them was, was really, really a, a nice moment to start my career. That's great. And kind of before we jump in deeper, uh, do you mind giving our audience you know, a little bit of background on Snap and kind of what it's being used for? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are a nine-year-old company in, in application and now platform. And when you when you think about Snapchat, uh, we we've literally had the same mission since our first day. It's uh, we we want to em- empower people to use our camera um, to connect friends and family and to learn about the world and to empower creativity. And so um, that's why when you open the app to this day, it still opens to the camera. And uh, you know we're really excited about the platform we're building. And just this year, actually, we launched our Action Bar, um, which is a fancier term for navigation. And so we still open to the camera, but when you swipe to the, the right, you can go to our Discover platform and get some incredible content from some of the, the world's leading content partners. You can swipe again to get to our Spotlight section, um, which has a, a, a lot of, um, uh, social performance going on, as well as uh, a great way to highlight the creators on Snapchat. 
And then you go to the other side of the app, um, you know, to the left of, of the camera is our, our chat where we're connecting friends and family. And then last but not least with one more swipe is the Snap app and where you can learn and understand where your friends are. And so we have always been very focused on privacy by design. That's why, uh, you know, everything you do is ephemeral and it, it, it disappears. We don't have comments on the platform because we want to create a place for non-judgment um, and we're, we're still sticking to our mission statement to this day, which uh, is, is exhilarating as I, I often think about uh, how forward thinking Evan and Bobby were when they built the app, because so much of what they've put in today has become important globally. And it's such a unique time that we're living in. It's really wonderful that they, they built the app uh, almost ahead of its time. And, and some of our, our core tenants are now proliferating. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're recording this uh, kind of early February and obviously Snap's an incredible leader in, in camera technology and, and augmented reality. And, and I think in the last week we had somebody appear in court with a, uh, uh, through Zoom and evidently left their, you know, in another program, it left their cat filter on. And it's just hard to believe how mainstream that's been when that was, you know, you basically invented that. I mean, it's been incredible. Yeah, you know, we've over 200 million people were using augmented reality a day, um, you know, and it, it's just uh, a really staggering stat how much come commonplace. One of the things that I, I thought was really interesting during the pandemic has been how much our augmented reality has proliferated. And I, I obviously saw the same thing that you did. Um, I saw that the CEO of Taco Bell actually uh, announcing the return of potatoes as a potato using our snap camera. And you, you think about how those worlds uh, combine, it, it's really been a, a special ride uh, to, to see augmented reality taken off the way it's been. Oh, absolutely. And I, I want to dig in more into the Discover feature in a second, but kind of looking at your audience as a whole, you know, kind of give us some background on the scale and, and kind of what they're doing and uh, it could be helpful for our audience. Yeah, we're, we're very fortunate to have an incredibly engaged uh, audience of 265 million daily active users. Uh, they spend about 30 minutes on the app a day. So they're, they're checking them frequently and um, they're, they're commuting with uh, their, their real friends and uh, family. And so it's when you think about um, the, the scale of the audience and the time that they're spending, uh, we've really become a, a digital extension of their, their life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and kind of, uh, you know, digging into the Discover feature, uh, yeah, I've been able, I worked with Peter Hamby in the past and, you know, love Good Luck America and, you know, the work you're doing with, you know, originals from Will Smith and Ryan Reynolds and many others, you know, kind of how does this fit into the overall plan uh, for your user experience? Yeah, the, the content Discover section is one that has really grown um, exponentially, especially during COVID and people at home and they had more time to spend and, you know, over 90% of uh, U.S. Gen Z population watched our, our, our shows and published our content in Q4 of 2020. So a, a tremendous amount of consumption. And, you know, when you think about what we're trying to accomplish over there, we, we want to bring in the ecosystem of what's interesting to people and do it in a curated fashion. What really differentiate us, differentiates us is that you're not going to go in to discover um, and, and get anything that's toxic or anything that hasn't been vetted. Uh, when you talk about the, the shows like Good Luck America and Will from Home, and, and those are those are obviously you know big celebrity names. But even the content from from our other partners 
is really, really curated to make sure that it's, it's brand safe and right for our users. You know, one of the other things that's uh, been a, a huge boom for us is taking programs that existed on more traditional linear television and now bringing them to our Gen Z and millennial audience. On any given day, Snapchat reaches 90% of all 12 to 24 and 75% of 13 to 34 year olds. And so for, for me, and you know, one of the things I'm a sports fan and you know, I used to watch ESPN uh, and SportsCenter on TV like everybody else. But, you know, on Snapchat, you go in and there's a, a five to eight minute version of SportsCenter made for Snapchat. It's made in a very snappy way. And, you know, hey, Snapchat, and it's, it's, uh, it's done where you're getting the information and the highlights and the quick hits really quickly. And we're replacing a lot of that linear experience in a format, full screen, full video that our audience has really leaned into and is voting with their thumb like a remote. Hey, hey, I, I want that content, but I want it in a format that is really uh, relatable to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, an area you know, that we talked to a lot of you know people about is obviously you know original content and and kind of how that's going to play. You know, the other is what role is is commerce and shopable ads going to have in the future? But I'm really interested in your offering because that's our that's kind of happening today, right? Like you've got the original content feature. Obviously, you've got the ability to you know engage in commerce right in the app. Kind of how do those how do those play together? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a multiplicity of ways. And when you when you think um, you know staying on the augmented reality track, one of the things that's really taken off is is, is virtual try on. You know, as I stated earlier, we've got 200 million people a day using augmented reality. And you know, you know, staying sort of on that um, you know that 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 sports track. It's like when the 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 Rams came out with their uniform, you were able to actually try the Rams uniform on in real time. Uh, as an extension of them releasing it in the media. And that goes the same for clothes. Uh, you know, we just did a, a pop-up shop with American Eagle, um, which was really well-received in uh, augmented reality. Um, you can try sneakers on via chance, um, actually on your feet to make sure that you have the right shoe. And so when you think about where commerce is going, uh, you know, virtual try-on makes so much sense to augmented reality. And I think we're at the infancy of that. And, and then when you, you really look at um, usage as well as thinking about where is commerce going in the future, um, obviously it, a lot of that has to do with our ad staff and um, where we're taking taking that as far as collection ads, making sure that we're finding the, the right uh, people through our dynamic uh, product ads to, to drive business outcomes on the commerce level. So you really have this really nice top of the funnel, trying awareness and then bottom of the funnel um, driving towards business outcome. Yeah, and, and looking at your uh, your earnings, kind of for the end of the year, you know, one area that really stuck out to us was you know forty percent year over year growth in revenue per user in North America. You really market where you've been in for for nine years to still see that kind of revenue growth is interesting. And, and kind of one theory that we have um, is that again, when commerce and video kind of collide on the advertising side. And media isn't priced at the impression level, but it's really priced on a business outcome or an event. That number could skyrocket, right? I, I could see you know, that um, just your revenue per user or per hour kind of taken off. Is that kind of how you see the future? Yeah. Look, I, I think where we're investing is to build a scalable and durable business, and we're going to invest in our sales and marketing functions. We think that's incredibly important to train and, and hire and 
and build for scale. Um, we're driving ROI to your point through um, our measurement and our relevance and our optimization. Over 50% uh, of our revenue now on Snapchat is actually DR. And so we've been building our auction for years now and we take it uh, incredibly seriously that we need to help our advertisers drive business outcomes. And then third, you know, I, I talked a little bit in the previous question about building the right ad formats. And as you talk about augmented reality, uh, you know, kind of tying into that, that's, that's really where the future lies. We think about, um, you know, the, the funnel. We all talk about the advertising funnel. And I think when you, you look at the top of the funnel with awareness, right, augmented reality is, is such a great place to live there, to try it on and experience it. You think about, you know, the middle of the funnel, you, you've got video just telling great narratives. And then at the bottom of the funnel, we have our, our snap ads and our story ads really helping um, validate and making sure that there's not just a funnel, but what we think is, is more of an evolution where there's a loop. And I think that's a big differentiator for us where all of our products work together to your point. And of course, that will drive increased ARPU, but uh, we're really at this nice culmination point where our platform is maturing into um, a, a really valuable tool for advertisers, irrespective of the goal that they're trying to achieve. And, you know, we talk a lot about cross-screen buying and selling for video. You know, a couple of questions on that. You know, one, where does Snap fit on the media plan? You know, what does your typical buyer look like? And, and kind of what's, what is their goal? Yeah, it, it's really interesting because it's evolved. When we first started, we were extremely brands just due to the fact that we were an IO-based business. And, you know, we were experimental. Uh, you know, I've been at the company almost six years. And, you know, that was sort of that initial, uh, you know, shiny pop culture phase. But as we've matured, and I talk about 50% of our business being VR, we really lean into our auction. Because of that, we've definitely fit into the social programmatic bucket. And so we, we talk to you know, a multiplicity of buyers there, and you know, we're constantly using our goal-based bidding to drive the outcomes and return on ad spend that they see, or to work within the measurement context and framework um, that they validate against, depending on the vertical we're working with or the brand that we're working with. So that, that's, a, that's a core function. You know, we've also really now been moving into the OLV bucket as well. And I think we, we've seen, you know, continued core cutting and the, 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 the stats this year on TV consumption sort of deteriorating. Uh, there's actually um, a, a great e-marketer article that went out today just talking about the degradation of you know, 10 million more Americans uh, sort of cutting, cutting the cord from a consumption standpoint. And so, as linear moves over in the OLV, I think that's a huge opportunity for us uh, as we sell what we call our, our commercials, which are six second um, force view ads. So that bucket is, is somewhere that we've been really, really focused on. And then we still have, of course, the brand bucket, which is the OG, and that's where augmented reality lives today. But what's really interesting to me is what I think is the creation of the fourth bucket. And I think one of the reasons I love working at Snapchat is we're such a pioneer and you know we really focus on innovation uh, and, and one of those innovations i think that's going to be a part of our legacy is the creation of ar as a bucket and it's at its infancy and i think you know we we talked about it throughout the conversation right it's great for try on right now but you can you can actually you know step into a different world through augmented reality you know we we did that with stranger things too where you could actually enter the world and so I think there's so much ahead uh, for all these brands to understand um, where does augmented reality fit in? And 
And that's that's what I'm most excited about is the, the future creation of, of said bucket. But uh, we've, we've got a small but mighty team calling across the landscape of those, those three today. Excellent. Well, I got you know a couple more questions. You kind of you know what else is on the horizon on the ad front? Yeah, you know we're we're going to continue to to invest in our some of our more new platforms like spotlights, uh, like our Snap Maps. Uh, you know, I, I think those are areas. Uh, our Snap Games is, is doing really well as as well. Uh, but you know these are these are just at the beginning of their their journey. Um, so we have over 250 million users engaging with our Snap Map every month. So even though it's at the, be, the, the beginning uh, and it, it was recently promoted into our action bar as, as a part of the platform, there's still a lot of work to do there. And, and I'm excited to see where, where it goes. Excellent. And kind of looking at the, the video ad marketplace as a whole, you know, what's the single biggest change you've seen in recent years? I think it's the adoption of full screen vertical video ads on mobile. I think when we move uh, over from you know the horizontal to the vertical and understanding the, the proliferation of mobile to be the largest content consumption happening now from, through all the different mediums, you know we we pioneered that as I said we pioneered many other things. So it's, it feels like a self serving answer, but when you think about how everybody's optimizing now and how the actual not only Snapchatters, but generationally, Gen Z and millennials are, are, are voting on consumption. That's uh, that's that's been a, a big transition um, for us. We know you know three out of four of those Gen Zs and millennials um, feel like it's more personal. Seventy six percent of them when it fills that screen, and seventy four percent of them feel like it's, it's more immersive. So you know, I think that that shift is going to continue to drive a, a lot of uh, a different change uh, as that, that younger generation continues to age up and their habits become, uh, you know, proliferated in the, the new habits of all generations. Absolutely. And kind of the other side of the coin, uh, which development are you most excited about moving forward? I'm tempted to say Spotlight because it's our, our newest expansion. Uh, you know, we, we did a hundred million uh, monthly active users in January. So it's coming out of the gate really strong and we're excited about that. But as you can tell throughout the conversation, I'm very passionate about augmented reality. And I think um, that's that's where I think things are going to go. And to kind of create a, a through line of the whole conversation, I, I love the Super Bowl, uh, you know, irrespective of who you are as a fan, um, you know, seeing all the, the, the advertisers in the, in the Super Bowl was... Uh, you know, everybody tuned in for the commercials, right? But, you know, one, one of the moments that I think is a harbinger for the future is what was happening on our platform. So we, we saw over 200 um, million times Snapchatters engaged with our, our AR lenses during the Super Bowl. So you would, you would go and watch the Cheetos, the Doritos, or the, the tied out of Jason Alexander's uh, face on the shirt, um, or, or Uber's a great example for Wayne's World. And, you know, I was able to watch the ad and enjoy the ad. And so uh, when Wayne's World came on, I looked over at my wife and I opened up Snapchat and I showed her the actual uh, Uber uh, augmented reality creator that complemented that uh, and, and transformed her, you know, into a Wayne's World character. And you think about like that awesome through line of like, 
hey, here's the message, here's the fun in the commercial, but why don't you actually experience that ad uh, as an extension of what's happening on the TV? And those other brands I mentioned all had very similar executions. And so when I talk about augmented reality being nascent and becoming another bucket, uh, you know, I think we saw a, a great uh, use case during the Super Bowl. So I'm most passionate about that. And I, I'm sort of geeking at, at home not to expose myself, but I, I love technology and I love uh, where thinking about the future. And I really fundamentally believe that the real world and, you know, the virtual worlds are going to continue to overlap on each other. And uh, I'm excited about that just as a consumer, but I'm also excited about that from Snapchat business. That definitely. Well, I'll get you out of here on one more question. We ask all of our guests, um, if you could get your whole team to read one book right now, what book would it be and, and why? I feel like you planted this for me because I literally just had the entire team uh, read Cracking the Sales Management Code by Jason Jordan. And it's about the importance of frontline managers and thinking about um, how do you operationalize the business and what are the inputs that are going to drive true change. And I think when you, you think about sales management, there's, there's not a, a, a tremendous amount of content or books written around it. And this one is very modern and I thought very forward thinking. So the, the team just finished reading it and we're actually spinning up uh, some uh, trainings right now based on how do we optimize our business around some of the learnings that we found in the book and then kind of snapifying it. And uh, on the personal front, you know, I, I'd have to say uh, the book that stuck with me the most that I read about a year ago is uh, Range um, by uh, David Epstein. And it, it's about uh, why generalists are, are actually doing really well in the world right now. I think it's like the, um, the, the anti-Malcolm Gladwell outliers, you know, the 10,000 hours. And, and the reason I love range, it was all database arguments uh, around, you know, hey, you can spend your entire life trying to master this one thing and you will be great at it and people will tell your story because they love the narrative of somebody that's dedicated their life to accomplishing something. But you can also do 10 different things and at, later in life, um, really find yourself uh, and be multifaceted and still accomplish greatness. And the, the through line on that was Tiger Woods at the beginning of the book, because uh, I don't want to spoil it, so we'll talk about the top. And then Roger Federer, who was doing all these different things before he went on to dominate tennis. So uh, I really thought uh, it's an important lesson because I, I like both philosophies, but coming out of the last year that we all just went through, I've really been focusing personally on how you find balance in your life um, and how can I be a little bit more multifaceted in all I do to, to just bring joy to myself and the others around me. So uh, range really, really stuck with me. Uh, two great recommendations. Well, I've, I've really enjoyed the talk and I'm, I'm sure uh, our community is going to love the conversation. So I want to thank you for your time. I, I really appreciate you having me on uh, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Screen Bites. I hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. You can find out more about CrossGreen Media at crossgreenmedia.com. And please don't forget to sign up for our weekly newsletter, Stay to the Screens. You can find us on social media at CrossGreen Media. Join us next time for more insights and analysis straight from the experts.